Hello everyone! Welcome to an action-packed, exciting, non-stop thrill ride that is ARG Presents. I'm Amigo Aaron. Joined by the man that on the Enterprise of Life would be your Ensign Crusher character. I give you the Brent. Man, just put me in a red shirt and throw me at an airlock. I'm done. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you're going to serve aboard any Enterprise, I'm not sure today's topic is the one you want to serve upon. <laughs> <laughs> so... Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we spun the wheel last week. We made the deal. Few people saw that spin, but by God, we did it. We assure you we did spin it. And this week, Brent, we'll be playing games on the Enterprise 64 slash 128. Yes, this is which is really just the Enterprise 128. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, it's like anything. If you can go with a higher number, that's the one you go for. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, I'd heard of this computer before, believe it or not, uh, and I had not uh, ever, uh, I had not ever done anything with it. Uh, did you? What was your experiences uh, before this week with the Enterprise One Twenty Eight? Absolutely nothing. I did not know it existed, uh, and I am so surprised that uh, there is a fairly thriving community out there involving this machine. Yeah, it, it, it is a surprise. I mean, they're, they're, it's, they're pretty organized, too. Yes. You know, I, I have to say the uh, the information was not that difficult to obtain. The software was right, right out there, and they've got an emulator that it hasn't been updated for about 20, 25 years, but it's a but competent it emulator. Yeah, it, work, yeah. it, works, it works fine, so... Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the actual computer a little bit here. An interesting looking uh, computer. You've got a little looks awesome. You got a little Amstrad color in there. Plus, I, one of the reasons I remember this computer is because of the built-in joystick. Yeah, it's one of these computers that has the built-in. What do you think about a computer with a built-in joystick in lieu of like your arrow keys, Brent? Well, here's the thing. It, it, it's the same thing as when you hardwire your joysticks to your console. If you've got a problem, what are you going to do? You're bowed. That's you're, it. You're, you're big time bowed. And that's, that's always something that <clears throat> I just, I mean, you can understand in this day and age that when they did that, they thought they were actually providing additional, uh, you know, perks, but it's not necessarily what I would want. Uh, so this is another in a long line of these computers that were, that originated in the UK, you know. Uh, right about the same time. Now, this thing was released June 23rd of 85, but it had been in the works uh, and since eight, it, before 83. It was announced in 83. Yes. They had a lot of problems getting this thing out the door. And so, and oh, and that right there probably screwed it because if you've got this thing coming out in 83 or 84, you got something. You but by 85. Yeah. You're in the same year. In '85 was the same year the Amiga 1000 was released, for example, and so that now you're walking to the land of the giants, and so yeah. this probably ain't gonna ain't gonna feed the bulldog. Uh, of course, you had two flavors. Uh, you've got the uh, Enterprise 64 with 64K, and then you've got the Enterprise 128 with the 128K. So clearly, you know which one you, which way to go. Um, this is yet another computer that had a Zilog uh, Z80A in it, running at four megahertz. Uh, the ha it had uh, you know graphics that were okay. Uh, it could go it could go uh, six seventy two times five twelve with two colors, so monochrome. Uh, and then most of the games used two fifty six by one sixty sixteen colors. 
That's still, that's not hideous, you know, that's not too bad. Three-channel sound, not too bad. It had a RGB outputs on it, not too bad there. Printer port, you know, uh, not too bad. You know, external power supply, because that's the way they used to do it back in the day. And, of course, that onboard joystick was, uh, was a delight. Brand. Here's now, the thing, though, Aaron. Yeah. All those stats are pretty amazing for 83. Yeah. And pretty horrible for 85. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. And what really, when they released this thing in 85, you know, you've what you've got going on there uh, was just the, the home computer market was sort of taking a, a slight dip. You know, you got to think, this is when 85 is right about the time that the the, the market started reloading. With the, Like I said, the Amiga 1000 uh, arrived. Your all, You also had your Atari ST computers honing in the view. And so what that means is that you're entering that 16-bit era. Yeah. And, and when you're releasing something like this, uh, you're just, you're tardy to the party, you know? Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, this this thing has a pretty decent gaming library. I mean, I was actually huge. pretty surprised. Absolutely and, huge. And a lot of stuff that you would expect to see, you know, on a computer uh, 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 of this era. You know, I mean, big releases. Uh, the uh, uh, stuff, that, you know, I saw I saw plenty of games that I'd seen on like the ZX Spectrum or, or the or the uh, C sixty four. Sure. And I think this game, this machine would probably f fall. You know, right there with those machines. But I wouldn't say... Would you say this is a superior machine to say a... You know, a C128 or a, or even a, or, or, or something... Or, you know, the, or the Spectrum or the Amstrad. I mean, I, I, it might technically yeah. be, uh, be mean, better. It's, it's I think it's superior to the Spectrum. Uh -huh. I think it's superior to the Amstrad. Really, um, the Amstrad. I'd say this is probably to me. This seems like something in the same ballpark. Pretty part. equal. Yeah. yeah, I think actually pretty equal to the Amstrad. Um, the uh, but I mean the overall this machine. And I was talking to Brent before the show. We had to. This is one of those machines where you don't get to just hit click, double click the ROM, and then play the game. You got to get in there and get and get down and dirty and funky. Go to work. And so uh, um, we learned a little bit about the OS. And I, you know, which is you know, it's a it was a, a DOS type OS. You're going in there and typing DOS commands, but it did have some shortcut keys and stuff. And it was actually, I mean, it, it seemed fairly pleasant to deal with. I thought. What about you? Yeah, uh, Aaron had a little more difficulties getting everything to work on this than I did. Uh, I would recommend the uh, EN32 emulator for anyone who is wanting to check this out. Mm -hmm. um, and just so you know, it wants you to have a directory that it uses as a tape drive. And once you tell it what directory that is, you can't just dump everything into it, right? If that won't work, uh, at least the way I was doing it. You put one thing in there, and it reads it just like a tape drive. And then all you have to do is click to start, pick the, the main file, and the emulator will do everything else for you. It's, so it's pretty convenient, just know going in that you just can't dump everything into that one file. And everything has to be uncompressed. It's funny, because I didn't use cassette to load my games, or yours. I used the disk drive. Uh, and that that was the way I went. It was I, So I didn't, have to, I didn't have to go the tape route. Uh, this thing did have a disk drive. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking over this thing's history, but how many of these things do you figure were made? I've got a, I've got a number here. 
That, that there are so many pieces of software for this thing. It had to have done at least okay. There has to have been a country, uh, and I would say it was Hungary. Uh, yeah, there's that, a lot of Hungary. There's a lot of Hungarian interest in this particular item. Yeah, right. So I'm, but although that's still not a huge user base, I'm gonna say thirty thousand. Well, you're not that far off. A, a, the, apparently, the first batch of these were made was eighty thousand, and that was. From what I've read on Wiki here, it's the only batch that was made. So you've got. I wonder if they sold all those. Oh, oh I'd say by now they they would have. Uh, they uh, uh, they uh, eighty thousand, not a huge number. This was considered a major uh, flop. Roo, I mean, it died a death. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, so a, as you would expect, but again, it just they took too long. You know, and, yeah. and and when you take that long, that's the problem you're going to have. But I mean, overall. Uh, just as a layman who just uh, just fooled with it this week, I, I thought I thought it seemed like a pretty decent little machine, you know, all yes. things considered. Um, I will and say I, I will say I having as, used. I'm sorry, go ahead, Brent. I feel as the uh, the software for this because I looked at a few different things all over the map, all over the map. I I mean, it has some of the worst, uh, you know, not. It, like they did, like they didn't even try. Like two color garbage, up to some really impressive platforming stuff. Um, the games that we picked, I don't think are highly representative of the system. I think you're right, I, and of course, uh, this is I once again picked my game on which one had the coolest sounding name uh, because I didn't know anything about these games. I didn't want to. I mean, I could have picked like. Zaxxon or something. I wanted to pick something that was I'd never heard of and that was exclusive to the system. And so that, I also wanted to pick something exclusive to the system. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes when you pick something exclusive to the system, it didn't get ported to other systems for a reason. <laughs> That's right. If, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> that is right. Uh, I will say, if you're planning on emulating this, the Tosec is out there for all the you know all the discs. Uh, you can get it off archive.org. And I will say, in mess, I had trouble. And Mess does say it doesn't has gotten this thing firmly emulated, and it's not lying. I, I had uh, I couldn't get the games to start, so I had to go with the emulator Brent was talking about. And that's the one I'd recommend if you want to try these out. And coincidentally, we didn't get any user reviews this week, and I think part of the reason was people were sort of intimidated. Whenever we do these computers, they can get a little wacky, yeah. You know, and so this and, is out there. Yeah, it, it is. So all that said, we were tasked. Uh, Brent, with coming up with the game, and, and, and like you said, in a fairly sizable library, you know, surprisingly uh, uh, large. Yeah, I surprisingly, mean, hundreds. Yeah, yeah, hundreds of games. Yeah, and uh, we picked uh, a couple. I <laughs> just put it that way. All will lead the charge this week. I'll I'll be the curtain jerker, Brent. You know me. When it comes to these, uh, when it comes to these uh, old computers, I like the cool sound of games, and there is no cooler name in all of gaming. Then the Devil's Lair, yeah, the Devil's Lair, Brent, a uh, uh, a crazy madcap tangle with with Satan himself, old pitch, not really, but that's in my <laughs> mind. So I uh, I had to look long and hard to find the liner notes for this, but I found them, and I'd like to I'd like to read them to you here to give you an idea of what this game is all about. So you are trapped in the Devil's Lair. Which, you know, that ain't good. A creepy labyrinth of caverns filled with deadly traps. You must collect keys to open the chests, which are scattered about the lair. But beware. 
running through the lair will drain your energy rapidly. That's true. You will need to eat and drink regularly in the devil's lair, mind you, to stay alive. <laughs> Plenty of burgers and wine. It's funny in the how that lair. works. That is how, <laughs> what a combination. The devil's got some eccentric taste in food. <laughs> and like everything else in this creepy cave, you must take enormous risks to keep going. That is an understatement, <laughs> my friends. Uh, you travel around the layer by using the joystick built into your Enterprise. Jump with the space bar. And I want to mention that part because that seems to be the modus operandi for a lot of these games. The, the jumping with the space bar. So that space bar probably took a beating. Yeah. Uh, on the on these games. Although it's got a nice big space bar, so good for them. Right. So this game, uh, as far as I can tell, was released on cassette but at least was collected on disc, if not outright sold on disc. I wasn't 100% sure on that. <clears throat> As you can imagine, uh, Brent, there was not a, a... These games weren't exactly what I would call a ton of information on these things, but we I dug up what I could. At least oh, certainly not in our native tongue. That's right. I had, I had to use Google Translate more than a little bit. Yes, so, absolutely. Once I got this game to load, and of course... <clears throat> I was confronted with what it looked, like, what I thought looked like a, a an interesting platform game, and I was half right. It is a platform game, but this is the this game. It's funny. Our games are eerily similar, Brent, and they're, they they fall into the category of uh, of manic minor games that punish you just for loading them and playing them. You will be. <laughs> That's right. You must be hurt, infidel. How dare you load these games? Now you're going to pay. And pay I did, uh, by not even imagining to get off the first level of this game. This game. Well, that, I don't think that's... You mean you didn't get out of the first screen? No, I did not get off the first screen of this game. Uh, wow. I, I, did, I will say, it, did you? Oh, yeah. Did you use save states? No, in this game I didn't. I, oh. Well, I was able to get to about eight different screens. Holy smokes. I don't know. I like to see your secret because I was getting killed... This this game answers the question, what if you made a Dragon's Lair, but only put in the death scenes? That's what this <laughs> game would be. Everywhere you take your guy in the Devil's Lair is deadly. I mean, the devil is no joke. This guy's killing suckers at an alarming rate. It starts you out with a bunch of men. You're thinking to yourself, heck, I'm good to go. Everything you touch that's not a hamburger or a glass of wine <laughs> or a key, <laughs> you're dead. There's yeah. spikes. There's there's a uh, like it looks like what landmines. There's uh uh there's uh freaking lasers. There's fire. <laughs> there's knives that stick up on the floor. Everything you hit can kill you, and I will say it kills you in an amusing way. Your really guy well animated. Yeah, when your guy dies, he doesn't just sort of die. I mean, he straight up gets murdered. He gets killed. He gets stabbed. He crumples up. He catches on fire, and there's a fire animation. Him going like ah. Uh, when he hits a bomb, it explodes. Lasers, like, disintegrate him. It's crazy the spikes, time all the he time. He actually sinks into the spikes yeah. real slow. Yeah. All, it, a la Mortal Kombat. I was thinking more like uh, when you get impaled in Prince of Persia. You know, so, that yes. kind of thing. Uh, this game is really tough. Uh, you all, And it's also, the way it's positioned, you have to jump. I mean, it's, it's just one of those Manic Miner type games where you have to jump 
directly beside the most dangerous thing in the game every time. Yeah. If you're off by one pixel, you get killed. That's yeah. it. Uh, there's a score. As an added bonus, just when you think to yourself, well, maybe I could get through this, there is an energy bar at the bottom. And since you're in the devil's lair, and apparently the devil programmed this, it goes slowly down. So if you don't, like they said in the uh, on the liner notes, if you don't eat or drink before that bar goes down to nothing, you're dead. Yeah. So, so there's none of this, I'm going to stand around. there's no grace at, period. Yeah, you are not, just I, dead. There's no standing around to kind of like figure out your how you're going to play it. No. that you're, you, you have to go. So this is a game where you're going to die hundreds of times in your efforts to to get out. Now, yeah. all that said, uh, is the game cheap? Yes. Is the game dirty? Does it fight fair? No. But it does play fairly with the controls. I will say that. <clears throat> now, I can't imagine, by the way, Brent, playing I this... I disagree. Well, I can't imagine playing this game on a joystick built into your computer. That seems like it. Because what happens when you get mad at a game? What's the first thing? You chuck that joystick across the room. And I can see someone picking up the Enterprise and pulling a Bane, you know, like on Batman, just lifting it high in the air and then breaking it over their knee. Because that's what I would want to do. Uh, but uh, in terms of using just an emulated joystick to play this, which is what I did, I thought it controlled well. Uh, I mean, you have to... It's. This is a game that's not bound by... One thing you've got to remember when you play this is that you can do things you normally wouldn't think you could do. For example, you're sliding down like a fireman pole. All right, You can jump off the pole. Most of the time oh, you yeah. can. Yeah. You're, going down a, you're going down like a slide trap. You can jump off the trap. Stuff like that. You can actually get away with. It'll, uh, you know, it'll let you have the freedom that, because you sort of have to do that stuff. Yeah. And I think part of this game is figuring out how to avoid these, uh, uh, what, what you know, death traps, in, in an inobvious way. Now, some things, not no amount of uh, of uh, dexterity or or joystick prowess is going to let you get is going to let you uh, avoid. You just have to time it. And I'm talking like the lasers and the fire. You just have to not get. You have to, and the, and the fire flashes at an alarming rate, doesn't it, Brad? It I mean, it's it really, fast. it's really tough to avoid, and. and those are the parts of the game that I hate the most. I don't mind the death traps and all the spikes and the landmines and the electrical platforms. We don't want to leave those out where you got to get shocked to death. They're everywhere. I don't mind that stuff but the, because you can sort of avoid those, but the fire is so hard to time that it, that, that really... I didn't like that. I can say that. With See, no, my problem's not the fire. All right. My problem is since you are continuously losing health, you can't stop and think about going through the fire. And when you can't stop, because the fire is probably the, the hardest uh, obstacle to avoid. And when you cannot stop and center yourself and wait for your opportunity to go, because your health bar is depleting that quickly. I mean, it's insanely how fast it goes out, uh, out of health. And there aren't nearly enough items to pick up to regenerate your health. Yeah, and it's not the worst than getting well into the level and dying, and you're like, what happened? You're like, well, that bar went away. Uh, we should also mention, on the first level, there's also the old disappearing floor into the spike routine that's right behind the fire and or across from a landmine. You get yeah. the point here. If you're not watching this at home, I would look this up 
It is double, double deadly. Yeah, now, well, get, and I'm it's sorry. actually, it's unfairly hard. Yeah. Because your controls, while they're, they're okay, they are not precise because if you are in between steps, you cannot jump. He will take one more step before jumping. Well, and I the mean, reason why that's a problem is there are so many traps. I mean, they're on a platform where you can walk maybe five steps or take two jumps. Yeah. There are at least two hazards. And it makes it so you have to be precise. And that half step you have to take before you can jump again will almost certainly get you killed. Well, you, you uh, have to sort of build that into your mindset when you play. And that becomes, it's sort of like in games where guys have momentum when they turn. You, you can't control it. You just have to, you have to sort of tell yourself, well, okay, I, I, there you go. Uh, this game is a, a, a sort of flip screen, but you can actually walk. I mean, there's other screen uh, that you can go to. Uh, you, your goal is to get a key and then unlock a chest, ultimately, to, get, to defeat that level. Um, difficult. I was, able, I was able to get the key a few times, and I was near the chest. It's just that that combination of the fire, the landmine, and the uh, missing the disappearing floor. I just couldn't get around it, man. I tried. I must have played this game a thousand times, and I just couldn't get past it. I mean, it, it does remind me of Manic Miner uh, in that in that category. It's going to it's one of these games that you have to. That's what they they just make you play it and play it and play it until you got the level memorized. And I will say one thing about a game like this is. Uh, you actually memorize the level. You don't have any choice, do you, Brad? Yeah. You, it, you, it's just like a Dragon's Lair. It's, we, I made the same comparison when I played Manic Miner before. In Dragon's Lair, there's one right combination of moves or you or you die, right? That's exactly the same way it is in these. There's no, there's no like, hey, I'm going to take this my own way. You do it, you have to do it perfectly and you have to do it the same way that they want you to. There's no cute way around it and, and that makes it a very difficult game until you figure out that, that path. Yeah, so there's not, not much you can do about quickly, it. Real uh, quickly, the sound on this, they're all beeps and boops. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny not, because it doesn't need to be that way. I was yeah, kind of confused. Yeah, it's not great. The animation is very fluid. The game is fast. Yeah, it is. It is crazy fast. Um, I would not I would not bother learning an Enterprise emulator to play this game. Uh, if it's set up on someone's system already... And you you can just sit down and play it. Sure, give it a look, but it's a game you have to spend hours on learning, and it's not good enough to do that. Yeah, I, well, you know, this is one if you're into if you like Manic Miner, and you want another challenge. I mean, I will say this game seemed a little more the 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 levels I saw. Of course, I only played the one, but the ones I saw they they seem this is this seems like it's going to be a little more. I mean, Manic Miner is a platform game, but it's also it's it's like its own crazy game of absolute death. This is uh, this is a lot like that. So, I mean, if that's your cup of tea, you know, go for it. I will. I should mention uh, that this is a game that we from a company that we've actually looked into before, Brent. They seem to pop up quite a bit. That Laura Seals, uh, which I believe were based in France, uh, they released this in '85. Yeah, French company. Now, we touched on them before, uh, back in the day, Brad. They did a lot of stuff on the Thompson, if you'll recall, which we which we covered a long time ago. Well, uh, you so, can tell this is a well this is a well programmed game. I just don't think the level design uh, is good. Yeah, and I'm gonna I, go, I think I'll, it's over. I think it's overkill. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. 
there were no, I couldn't find any reviews on this stuff. I found, well, that's not true. I found one guy reviewing this stuff in kind of Garyan, and he was not overly impressed with Devil's Lair uh, because it was too hard. So, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with him on that one. Yeah, difficult game. Uh, only play if you want a extremely uh, hard challenge. Painful challenge. So, with that game out of the way. Again, me and Brent do. We never talk about uh, what games we're going to pick until after we pick them. Very rarely. So, and the only times we ever do it's when we're when we're asking if that game's going to be uh, allowed. I used right. to run a game past Brent. It's, can I do this crazy thing? Brent be like, no. But uh, this week we did not discuss these games, and so Brent, of his own volition, decided to pick something I would consider pretty similar to the Devil's Lair. Brent, what do you got? I went with Jack's. House of Cards. And Jack's House of Cards. While similar in tone, that's where the similarities end. Uh, this, where uh, Devils had nice, smooth animation and good graphics, uh, Jack's House of Cards is not that way. <laughs> it has very blocky graphics, lot, very colorful, uh, and you can tell what everything is. Uh, but it's very more uh, ZX Spectrum style blocky graphics. Uh, in House of Cards, and Aaron will disagree with this, but this is the direct Hungarian translation of the jacket based on the first release of the game. It says, Poor Jack wants to build a card castle. To do this, you need as many cards as you need to collect in a maze. Of course, there are plenty of dangers lurking in the way. So there you go. Now, You're... if if I may, if sure. I may, since I I downloaded the tape jacket for this, and again, me and Bert were discussing this before the before we went on the air. Uh, uh, the the jacket for this and, and that I read is totally different. So here's the story on it. Uh, all right, Jack, the Queen of Hearts has promised you her undying love and her heart, of course, if you can collect the missing aces. The bad news is that they are hidden in the creepy house of cards and guarded by all sorts of hazards from electric force fields to crushers from crumbling platforms and pathways to all sorts of monsters. So there you go. That's that's uh, more or less what that says. That that's a better that's a better. That's a better story than yours. The make a house of cards story. Trust me, who wants to make and live in a house of cards? <laughs> Jack. I mean, if you're going after the Queen of Hearts love, I'll, I'll buy that. You'll do a lot of stupid crap for love. You'd have to be an insane lunatic to do this to build a house of cards. <laughs> Carry so, on. Before, oh, Aaron, I actually want you to give your synopsis of the game first. Because I'm going to go on a tangent, and there's not going to be any stepping in. Okay, So tell great. me what you thought of this game, and how far you got into it. I didn't get far, uh, I can tell you that. Uh, much like uh, the uh, Devil's Lair, I couldn't get off the first screen of this uh, game. This is a basic game, we should mention that. Uh, so, uh, I, and so it, and it, but I mean, it, for a basic game... There's a lot going on. I mean, this they're not kidding when it says force fields and, and uh, creatures and crumbling uh, crumbling uh, stuff. You're And you're jumping over uh, what I assume are spikes. They look more like, well, 
like let's say bras, so they look like to me. They're they're certainly spikes. Yeah, I don't know how you could ever. Well, they're the rounded top is what get, what what it changed my mind. But anyway, uh, in all honesty, this game was so difficult that it drove me bananas, and I had to. I had to really uh, focus in. I played this one second, so the Devil's Lair had sort of honed my baloney skills at these certain death games. Uh, but the, the it's one of those games where you don't know what you're doing. So at the very beginning, can I pick up these? They kill me, okay? Jack jumps like like he's on the moon. I mean, and, and plus, whenever you jump, you don't just jump. It's got an accompanying noise, all right? And then, and, and most games have a jump noise, you know. Do 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 do. Said, well, not this. This long, drawn-out thing, and you hear it over and over and over. And after a while, you just want to rip out your own ears. The uh, the way Jack jumps. I mean, one thing about him, this guy's got great height. He's got ups, yeah. Yeah, Jack can go. Uh, but the problem is, if you've got to learn to control these jumps early on. This is another game we had to have sort of pixel-perfect jumping. And early on, I would make the jump, but I would keep going. I would die. You have to sort of stop the jump button right when you get to the platform. Uh, uh, it's strange. I, I, but, I mean, I got, I got competent at jumping. The problem with this game is it's, a, it's another game that's really hard. Uh, I don't think it's as hard as The Devil's Lair, but, I mean, I didn't get any further, so I guess I can't say much about it. But you are picking up these cards... Uh, the, um, the, 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 at least on the first level, there are ace, these flashing ace monsters that try to kill you. There's, the, what got me on this one was the floor. You, Jack can't take fall damage. He can fall a little ways, but if he falls too far, he dies. Yeah. Um, he dies a lot. It, much like, uh, you, much like in, um, uh, Devil's Lair, you also get, uh, a bunch of guys. You know, so it doesn't screw well, you. Five. Yeah, well, I mean, a five's a bunch, you know, I think. Uh, but no, I, did I like this game? I would say no. Uh, did I appreciate the effort in basic? Yes. I thought it was for a basic game. I thought it was pretty darn slick, you know, frankly. But it is really tough and too tough for me. There you go. My synopsis. Okay. So let's talk about what Jack House of Cards is and what it isn't. First of all, like Aaron said, the jumping in this game is very awkward. Uh, it is very long and very high, but your angle of up and down is small. So you go up at a very small angle to a, a very high height, and then you come down at that same angle. So that makes jumping very awkward. Instead of jumping one or two steps before what you want to jump over, you are literally have to jump nine or ten steps. Okay? So that trying to try to visualize this for those uh, listening at home. You have to get used to that. And it is a very hard thing to get used to. The game has nine levels and I using save states because I didn't have the time to learn every level to the point where I could just go and go and go. But using save states, I made it through all nine levels. I was cheated, though, because the last level can't be completed. 
you collect all the cards, and after you collect all the cards, you have to tag basically this ending post. And to tag the ending post on level nine, you have to fall farther than your man can take damage. So when you fall to get it, you die. The level design on this is all over the map. Uh, levels one and two are so difficult, especially for starting levels, that almost no one's going to ever get past them. Okay? That's frustrating. That's really bad game design. But levels three, four, five, and six are all very nice. They're a challenge that is acceptable without being so over the top. Uh, and then the last few levels are, are stupid crazy again. This game, to me, is a very... Um, it shows its age of the time, where I think these programmers were able to get something on the screen that looked appealing, but had no concept of how to build a level or how to do game design. And I think this is uh, something that was very prevalent back in the 80s especially, where you get these kids, you know, teenagers, who are gifted uh, in the realm of code, but just don't have any concept of what makes a good game. Uh, and I think this falls squarely into that mark. Because the game itself, yeah, the jumping mechanic's really strange. And I actually like the going up and down so sound. I really enjoy it, actually. Good thing. Um, yeah, I, well, I played this game for four and a half hours. Oh! Uh, and and <laughs> most people are going to load this up, and they're going to play it for literally five minutes, because it's slow and it feels weird. Although some levels are very peppy. Like levels, I think three... And especially like six and seven, you move at twice the speed as you do on the rest of the levels. I guess it's just because there's less stuff going on. I don't know. I, I'm not a programmer. I don't know how that stuff works. But I am amazed that if you take the time to play this, and I actually I don't recommend it because most people don't want to set through this. It's a chore. But if you take the time and respect that someone put in the effort to get this game on the screen, it, it's very rewarding. What's not rewarding is to think about how awesome this could have been if this guy or girl, I don't know who programmed this game, it was uh, released by Romtech Software Limited. Uh, but if, the, if someone would have been by their side and said, you know, this level is really difficult, and it's the first level, we probably need to tone this down and let people get into the game more this could have been a really enjoyable experience the colors are great the graphics aren't great but it's in basic like you said uh it, everything looks like something it's all relatable i really enjoyed this game i was very very frustrated that i could not complete the level the last level or what is presumed to be the last level uh, and it kind of robbed me of my ending uh but I really enjoyed this game. You know, I, I can't. You, you reminded me of me a bit, uh, <laughs> when, uh, because again, I go back to we. You know, me and Bo have tried Jet Set Willie and Manic Miner, <clears throat> and I got into a zone uh, when I was playing Manic Miner, uh, 
and it was i mean it was the, both the games we picked today were very similar to that and yeah the games of this era uh and this is a game i think that saw this of the games and was and was because bank matter sort of the the big one but th- these are kind of i wouldn't say clones but they're following in the same footsteps games of this era you, i always think to myself okay this is sold to someone who's probably getting one game that month. They're going, and this is a game where you can sit around. Uh, when you, I mean, we've both been there where you only have a few games, yeah. and you sit around and you just play whatever you've got over and over and over. And so I can absolutely see someone. There's a certain when you finish a level in a game like this, there's a certain amount of glee you can get that you. That's hard to replicate playing anything else. Uh, you know, and and you really real, real a real sense of accomplishment when you when you, I remember I remember I couldn't get past the first level of Manic Miner to save my life, and I tried and I tried and I tried. And finally, after hours and hours of toil, I managed to get past that. And much like your game, uh, from what you're saying, uh, I once you get past the first level, you can actually knock off the next couple levels and have and have and have a chance to do get at least four or five levels in. But there one these games they. Uh, they uh, don't give you any breaks, and they're hard on purpose to try to hose you. And so, you that if you're into that sort of game, this is a perfectly fine game. And like I said, for a basic game, there's a lot going on. Now, if it's slow, I mean, so you have to. You would think that would make it easier, but it, it doesn't. Doesn't. I mean, really, it it, well, it, 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 it if you sped it up, uh, it would probably be just as hard. I don't think it would be easier at all, and I don't think it would be harder. I think it'd be just about the same. Uh, it this game has a certain cadence you play it at. Uh, the sounds, of course, are hideous, uh, no. but uh, which I can't figure that out because it just they can have it can have good sound. I don't know why it doesn't on these games, uh, but uh, you know, a basic game, I guess I can understand it. But yeah, overall, I mean, do I like it? No. When I play it again, no. But I do understand where they were coming from uh, when this got made. So there, there you go. I, I think if someone was helping with level design on this, uh, because the 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 core elements are there, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of different things. Also, if you do ever plan on playing this, know that if you hold up on the joystick and hit the jump button, you will jump straight up. That yeah. is an absolute requirement, even on the that. first level. Yeah, yeah, you have to do that one. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciated this game, but it made me so frustrated that I couldn't complete level nine, and it made me sad because someone had put in the time to get so much on the screen and just level design made it unplayable for 95% of its audience. You know, it's a shame you didn't record your play because there are no, on either game, and really you should probably go back and do this, Brent, because neither one of these games have a, a play on YouTube where anyone gets anywhere. Yeah, I know. You know, and I couldn't. I made videos that were, and but I didn't use them because they were just. I was dying just like they did. So I was like, well, I'll just use these. You, I would love to see you put something together uh, to at least uh, show people some of these other levels because it might be, might be kind of interesting and fun. You, you know, know what? what else fresh is, in my head, I'm, I might try to do that. There you go. You know what else is interesting and fun, Brent? Me? Ha ha ha! No, it's the wheel. Oh yeah. That- all right, it's time to spin the wheel. <laughs> there was no edit there. Seamless. <laughs> now so, everyone's going to think, oh, they just spun the wheel till they got what they wanted. <laughs> I forgot to load the wheel. I'll admit it. So, Brent, this week we've added, uh, as our retro rewind piece, the Atari Jaguar. Roar! 
That's what the first shoot you did was it was a Jaguar. Uh, yes. And then we've also added uh, a Brent, a new Brent piece, the Commodore CDTV. The CDTV, Brent. That'll be fun. <laughs> you Are you ready? Oh, Brent, tell them about the locks. Uh, due to the loss of three shows, uh, with John taking on a more uh, demanding job role, we have locked in the TRS-80 the Atari 1200XL and the Spectrum, if they are spun and chosen, they will not be removed from the wheel and we will just spin them again next week. That's right. That's right. Okay. Are we ready? We are. Do we, you, you want to make a prediction? Uh, it is Socrates time. Socrates. All right. That'd be great. I know where we can get one. Ugh! The heck of a mighty spin. And the winner is... Uh, what is the winner? It's the Fujitsu Micro 7! The... What the... Can... What is that? We can't off, can we? The Fujitsu Micro 7? I don't know, what man. What the hell is that? <laughs> That's on you! I know, <laughs> that's not one of my pieces. <laughs> the Fujitsu... Okay, well... So, next week, Brent, we will be playing games on the <laughs> Fujitsu Micro 7. That should hopefully, be... hopefully we will be playing games for the Fujitsu you, Micro 7. You've done it again, Brent. You told me these new pieces were going to be dynamite. By God, they weren't kidding. But that was an old piece. Well, it's That's not that old. has been on the wheel for, for months. Well, not anymore. It's off the wheel now. <laughs> so, Brent, just a quick uh, shout out to uh, all of our... Uh, good buddies that are supporting us on anchor.fm slash arg-presents. If you want to uh, slide a buck or two our way, uh, we are... Uh, we Don't have be all shy. Our we have all uh, of our shows up on uh, Anchor. Slide the, us ten bucks. Yeah, we the, love it. The Anchor uh, uh, is, a, is a good spot because it lets us hold every show we've ever done. I mean, I guess that's good. If you want to go back and listen to our shows and, and critique them... Uh, as as much as it pains me to say this, if you would, uh, if you would be so kind to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, these suckers still have the monopoly on podcast reviews, and we are literally bending the knee to Apple. Dude, we you would know, appreciate Aaron, if you're you could repeating give us all the love. stuff that they're going to hear in just a moment. No need to do that. Oh, good point. I, I just like to I like to get it out of my system, man. Hey, I'm also going to thank Barkbit for the song and. Duck. I did that for years. You can't just too. turn that. You can't just turn that off, man. You got anything you want to say to anybody? Uh, I'm going to say hello to a couple lurkers in the chat, like uh, Bristoler Rich or Bristoler Itch. Uh, let's see, Hamo One lurking there with us. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, Lurks and uh, a Z9 K9. Lurking in chat today. And then in for some of our chatters, we got Duncan Styles, we got Roushey, MSX, we got Buck Owens, Duncan am. Styles, <laughs> Picard is in chat. Uh, that's a lot of letters. A Z T O C K dog. We got Mitts, we got uh, my lovely, lovely wife, uh, Del Morte 78. 
and several others way up there in the old Chatteroonie. I think Paul was in here. We had a, had a good group today. We appreciate y'all coming out. Uh, one thing we should mention, uh, aside from the fact that you can listen to all of our shows on uh, the uh, lovely Anchor, is that uh, as we close the show each week, uh, Brent has put together a, an elaborate arcade uh, presentation featuring all of our uh, supporters. And, and if you... Uh, chip in, you are featured alongside these luminaries. And also, what makes it more fun for me is that Brent has to go to reproduce an, an elaborate new video. So, anytime we get... Anytime someone pitches it even a buck, that means Brent's gotta go to work. Which although, I love that. Although, I... The buck folks are gonna get uh, grandfathered in. We might have to change that after a no, while. No, never, never. In fact, one penny gets you on. Put it well, in. no, it has to. <laughs> the, the lowest is a dollar. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks for coming out. Uh, next week we'll be doing what did I say it was? The Fujitsu Micro Seven. That's what we're gonna be doing next. I had to look it up again because it's so <laughs> obscure. Thanks for coming out, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Until then, Micro Seven. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd like to say hello to all of our YouTube subscribers, as well as all of our Twitch followers. We want to say a special thank you to Duncan Styles, who does all of our awesome Vectric graphics, and to BarkBit for writing our incredible closing theme. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at anchor.fm slash ARG presents. Help keep us spinning. Just like these fine folks. John Duckman, Chris Foles, Frodo NL, Gary Heather, Anthony Purvis, Graham W. Vetke, John Schaller, Terry Howard, Hermsky, and Retro Algae. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay too. You can help us by leaving us a positive review on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Have an idea you'd like to add to the wheel? You can contact us at argpresents at mail.com. ARG films live on Twitch every Sunday, 9 a.m. EDT. Hope to see you there.